Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanishing Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 145, season six. Today's date is July 5th, 2022. And uh, thank you for joining me today. I have an interesting show coming up. Uh, today's show will be about the Diver Dan TV show. <laughs> Oh, boy. One of the goofiest shows I have ever watched. And I think uh, anyone who grew up in Chicago will agree with me. Oh, boy. I will talk about its history and uh, the cast of characters and my memories of it. Also, I will talk about uh, a CTA bus route, the Chicago Transit Authority, of course, of the Route 41 Elston Clyborne route. And uh, that's an interesting uh, bus route. Talk about uh, how it started and my memories of this bus route. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, right now, I will go into a commercial break. This program is brought to you by McDonald's Arctic Orange Shake. Oh boy, I missed this one. And uh, here's a commercial from 1976. Enjoy, everyone. Thank you. If the heat's been getting to you, get on over to McDonald's and cool off with an Arctic orange shake. Triple thick, frosty, orange, and delicious. For a change in the weather, try an Arctic orange shake. At McDonald's, we do it all for you. At McDonald's. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All righty, everyone. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Arctic Orange Shake from McDonald's. Uh, it's no longer made. Uh, I don't think McCafe makes it. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't drink. The, I drink coffee, but not the fancy one over there. Uh, that was introduced in the summer of 76. I remember, I remember that very well. I was about eh, 12 years old at the time. And uh, remember the commercials, and particularly that one that just that I just played now, and that features a young Dennis Quaid, you know, the actor. Yeah, he did a lot of commercials before he went into movie stardom. And I don't know when it discontinued. Probably not. I'm not sure exactly. I don't want to say, you know, but uh, it has been around for a while. And uh, I like the shake. It was good. Nice and frosty, refreshing, because mm, I love orange. So, uh, so that's good. Uh, we McDonald's still has Shamrock Shakes, but only around St. Patrick's Day, which is my favorite. I love it. And uh, it's very good. And uh, a long time ago, they had, in the early 70s, uh, Blueberry. They had Blueberry. I remember that. That was uh, very brief. So uh, maybe if I find a commercial for that, I'll put it on my next... Uh, podcast episode. That'd be interesting. <laughs> anyway, uh, at the beginning of the program, uh, I will 
discuss for this episode of the Diver Dan TV show. It was uh, very not animated. It was like puppets, talking fish, and a Diver Dan, and also the the CTA bus route, Elston Clybourne uh, bus route. That is, um, I know I'm talking double stuff like that. I hate that because I'm a little nervous. Uh, excuse me. Um, I want to mention one thing before I get started. Uh, somebody made a comment that I cough too much at the at, at previous shows, and I apologize for that. I know I have a very dry throat. I've been drinking a lot of water, and uh, it's the weather. Uh, when it's hot or I'm in the air-conditioned house, it makes my throat dry, and uh, I cough. So I apologize. I'll be very careful. I will not cough in the microphone. I'll stop recording and cough. I promise. I'll do my best. And, uh, you know... Like I said, you know, if you have any comments or concerns, please let me know. I will do my best to put on a good show for you people. Just, uh, I'm doing my best. Thank you. Okay. Right now, I'll talk about the Diver Dan TV show. I will talk about his history and also my memories and also the cast of characters. So here we go. And uh, the show premiered around 1960. And it was syndicated all over the country. And uh, it was about, the length of the show was seven minutes long. And it was a live action show. And, uh, but when it was syndicated, I think they, uh, sometimes they put it uh, together like in a half an hour or maybe 50 minutes. I don't know. It depends on the station. And uh, let's see. And it featured in Adventures of a Diver. He was uh, wearing an old-fashioned diving suit. It was uh, underneath the sea talking to passing fish. And uh, he... Uh, it was filmed in live action with puppet fish. And uh, the underwater effect was shooting through an aquarium. That's how they did it. Okay. And... Uh, how Diver Dan, uh, you know, how it got started or created, it was a, a cartoonist named uh, J. Anthony Furlane. And it, he, uh, it was based on a comic strip called Fish Tales. And he, they, it was from Philadelphia. And uh, he was also art director. And then he, he got this idea of uh, creating the TV show. So in so all the let's see uh, the cast was con, uh, consists of uh, an actor called the name of Alan Swift I think he was an actor I think yeah he was a voice actor and uh, he also did the uh, voice characters for the TV cartoon Underdog he did uh, Simon do you remember him. I think that's his name. I forgot. Yeah, Simon Barsinister. Excuse me. I haven't watched the show in a long time. I love the show. And also uh, Riff Raff. He did that the voice. And uh, let's see. Uh, also, uh, who played Diver Dan, he was uh, somebody named Frank D. Frieda. And he was a uh, playwright. And he did uh, some commercials, and he also played Ronald McDonald in that. He was, uh, uh, but he, I think he was from the Philadelphia um, area. And he made a lot of commercials, and also he was a 
there's a little trivia about him. Uh, he was a pioneer in sales of the cell phone of the HBO cable TV company. So he sold his first car cell phone in New York for $20,000. That's a lot. Also in the cast was Miss Minerva, the mermaid. And uh, she's portrayed by Suzanne Turner. I don't know what happened to her. She just disappeared. You know, I don't know if she did any other acting uh, roles on that. So the the human cast characters was Diver Dan and Miss Minerva, and also the captain. He was heard, but not seen. Okay. So um, so the rest were the fish fishes. So I'm going to read uh, all these uh, cast of characters of fishes, but first. Uh, I'm going to play the theme song of Diver Dan. So this will be fun. So it'll take you back to a beautiful time when we watched this uh, in the early days of Chicago television. (laughs) So here's the theme song for Diver Dan. Enjoy, everybody. Below in the sea, there's adventure and danger. That's where you'll find Diver Dan. The sights that he's seen are surprising and stranger than ever you'll see on the land. He moves among creatures of frightening features, flashing teeth, flashing jaws, flapping and snapping claws. He protects and he saves his friends under the way. That's where you'll find Diver Dan. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Diver Dan. Um, I love the theme song. It's great. Okay. um, Let's see. Uh, Right now, I'm going to talk about the cast of the fish. So I'm going to read the names off, and I might uh, refresh your memory of them. And here we go. We have uh, Baron Barracuda. (laughs) This fish, I think he wore a hat and wore a monocle. And he talked. He was from Europe. He had an accent. <laughs> so I remember him. Also, this is the f- most famous character of all that a lot of people remembered, and I will tell you why he was so memorable. And his name was Trigger, and he was a not a very smart guy, and uh, he had a unlit cigarette in his mouth on the side of his mouth. Uh, it wasn't lit, but uh, that's what people remember him about. <laughs> you know, and he was not a very bright fish. So they remembered that as well. I did too. So, you know, once you think of Diver Dan, you don't think about Diver Dan, you think about uh, Trigger. Okay. Also, there was Finley Haddock, Doc Sturgeon, Georgie Porgy. I don't know who that is. Uh, Gabby the Clam, Gillespie, Glowfish, uh, there was Goldie the Goldfish, spoke only in peeps and squeaks. I remember her. Uh, Hermit Crab, Saw the Sawfish. I remember him. Scoutfish, Sea Biscuit the Seahorse, and Skipper Kipper. <laughs> so uh, the theme song was, uh, uh, it says here, The Ballad of Diver Dan. And uh, it was song uh, sung by the show's sound engineer. His name was Jack Sky. He sang the, the 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 opening and closing theme song. So here is the opening theme song. It goes like this: Below in the deep, there's adventure and danger. That's where you find Diver Dan. 
The sights that he sees are surprising and stranger that you'll ever see on the land. <laughs> like that. That's cute. And uh, the closing theme song was, He moves around creatures of frightening features, flashing teeth, slashing jaws, flapping fins, snapping claws. He protects and he saves. His friends are under the waves. That's where you'll find Diver Dan. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So there were about um, 104 seven-minute live-action shots, but, you know, they combined uh, episodes. So the episodes are really about 40 of them. Uh, they're on DVD, if you can find them. Uh, you can find all the episodes. If, you, if you're if you interested, please, yeah, I'm, you know, I don't have it, but I like to buy it. Yeah, I will buy that. And uh, they're not in a particular order. So uh, that's kind of weird like that. Also, um, there was some merchandise uh, about uh, that Diver Dan had. Uh, there was uh, only two issues of a comic book that was published by Dell Publishing. And uh, that was released in April, uh, February, April, 1962. So the, that's a rare find. If you could find them on eBay or Amazon or any auction place or a comic book store. I, I don't know about a comic book store. Maybe we'll see. You can find that. Also, uh, there was a record album released uh, in 1964 and it was record producer. His name was Tony Piano of Columbia records. He put on a children's album, children's album titled Diver Den and the, and the Bermuda on onion. <laughs> and uh, he wrote the story, the music, the lyrics. Oh boy. And uh, so that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, the names of the songs, uh, there was the Diver Dan theme song. There was uh, the tracks were A is for Apple, Onions Will Make You Cry, I'm the Toughest Creature of the Sea, We're On Our Way to Sally's, uh, Otto the Octopus, Sally's Seashell, They'll Never Catch Us Now, and that's somebody nobody can do. So that was that's on the album. So if you're interested in buying it, uh, I heard it on YouTube once, so I might hear it again. So uh, and uh, it featured Kay Land uh, and Del Close. Uh, they were uh, founders of the Second City comedy troupe in Chicago. They did that? I I didn't know that. That's interesting. Okay, and there was also a board game released in 1961 for Milton Bradley. And uh, this board game, uh, let's see, I gotta find it. Yeah, it was called Diver Dan Tug of War Game. Uh, you can find it on eBay. I found one that was almost uh, the first bid was a hundred bucks, and it's in good shape. So if you're interested, you know, go ahead, bid for it. <laughs> oh boy, then, um I'll tell you about the, my memories of it. I remember watching... They, sh they showed this cartoon during the Ray Raider show and Friends. I remember seeing it. Uh, but not much. I remember on Ray Raider's show, there was Bugs Bunny. And later on, they showed the Batman uh, cartoon. They showed Snagglepuss, you know, Loogie Bear. And, uh, but mostly it was uh, Warner Brothers cartoons. But they did. he did show Diver Dan. And... Uh, so he showed maybe maybe about about seven minutes, probably just one episode per 
day, I guess. You know, I don't know if he showed twice. I don't remember that. Maybe he did. Um, I don't know if he was fond of that of that cartoon. According to some sources, not really, but uh, but the audience loved it. So I guess he stuck with it. And that ran about all through the '60s. I don't remember in the '70s. Not really. Mm, maybe early '70s. I'm not sure. So if you're interested or uh, for a little nostalgia. You know, just uh, pick up a DVD, watch Diver Dan, or watch it on YouTube. Your episode's there. Help yourself. Okay. So, right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about the uh, CT Bus Route 41 Elston Clybourne. And I'll be back in one moment. Thank you, everyone. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I'm going to talk about now. The, the 41 Elston Clybourne route of the CTA. And I'll give you its history. Uh, this started in 1865. It was 41 Clybourne, not Elston. It was a horse car service, uh, only it ran from downtown to Larrabee Street in 1865. Then, uh, then extended to North Avenue, Cortland, Fulton, Belmont, all the way until 1888. Then it, the horse car horse car route converted to a cable car between downtown and Fullerton on Clybourne in 1891, and uh, and then uh, the electric streetcar service introduced just between Fullerton and Belmont, not downtown. And then in 1906 on October. The cable car segment converted to electric streetcar, which we know is the Chicago service line. Then in May of 1947, it the streetcar converted to bus, to the bus that we all know today. And uh, then the route combined uh, with the north segment of the Elster route, which was number, first it was number 55. Then it was 13 Elston route. It's a very interesting route. I'll t- talk about that in a second. So it combined and turned into the 41 Elston Clybourne route. And uh, that di- and uh, that discontinued in October 5th, 1997. So that was that. And uh, the bus garage uh, was uh, at North Park. And then at Forest Glen. So it was there in the North Park garage from 1950 to 57, and then Forest Glen from 57 to 97. So it was there for a long time, about 40 years. I like that. Interesting, you know. And uh, the, the, the Elston route, first it was 55, that was route, and then turned into uh, 13. It was renumbered in June 1959, the 55 went to Garfield. I think it was 6 Garfield, then it was 55 Garfield, and it was like 55, 55th Street, and then that was gone, and now it's 55 Garfield, which it is today on the south side. And uh, so the Route 13 Elston, uh, the bus route, discontinued on September 9th, 1973. Okay. So I'm going to tell the route of the how of the Elston Clybourne. Uh, first, it was uh, it started uh, from Chicago and State Street in the beginning, and then it ran up to 
Um, so it went from State to Chicago, Chicago Avenue, then to Larrabee, then to Larrabee to Clybourne, and then all the way down to where Clybourne ends, and that's at Belmont and Western, right where Riverview Park used to be. It's not there anymore. So uh, that was a good route for anyone who, at the at the old days, where you wanted to go to Riverview Park, you rode on a Clybourne route. Yeah, that's pretty good. Then it turned on Western, and then uh, then it went to Belmont, and then it went to Clybourne. No, it didn't. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Then it went to Elston, and it went all the way up north to uh, Milwaukee Avenue. Um, by uh, Superdog <laughs> over there. I went there a couple of times. I like that. So it turned at the bus turnaround on Miami Street in Milwaukee, near Devon Avenue, I believe. And uh, was it Devon Avenue? No, I'm sorry. It wasn't that. It was near uh, Peterson. Yeah, it didn't do that. But Superdog was around that. It's around that area. It's still there. And because that's where the 56 uh, Milwaukee bus route is there. Also, they had the 56A uh, North Milwaukee. Uh, that's discontinuous. So it's just 56 Milwaukee. And that was the turnaround. Then, um, I think in 1986, it was extended, uh, not to Chicago State. It went to downtown. It went to the Loop. So after Chicago, it went to New Orleans and then uh, went to Wacker Drive. Then it went to Lake Street, and then it just turned, and then it went to Clinton Avenue, and then and then it turned around to Van Buren, and then it went to Canal Street, then turned on Randolph to walk to Wacker Drive and back to Orleans. So, and uh, that's an you know it's a very good route. It was a very good route, and I rode it a couple times. Um, I was I was enrolled at DeVry Institute of Technology from 1983 to 1986, and uh, the route I took there, I didn't drive at the time because I didn't have my own car uh, from the south side. So I took uh, I took the Pulaski bus. That's where I lived on the near uh, Daly College. Took the Pulaski bus. Sometimes I took um, the, the express. This is before the Orange Line. They had the uh, 99 Stevenson, either you pick it up at Pulaski, sometimes I went to Cicero and I took that and it'll take you downtown. I got off at State Street and I took the blue line. Got off at any street that uh, had access, maybe Madison or Monroe, anywhere. Got hopped on the L, took the blue line and went all the way north. Got off at Belmont and Kimball. And, uh, then I waited for the Belmont bus. You know, it's far walk to go into DeFry, so I waited. A lot of people took that, but it was a that's a busy uh, station. Yeah, it's a very busy station indeed. Bus station, L station. Took this Belmont bus, got off at Campbell Avenue, one block west of Western Avenue, walked one block, and there it was. There was a DeFry where Riverview Park was. <laughs> so I did that for three years. But sometimes uh, I experiment. I took the Clybourne bus. I don't know why. I just want to try it. I had some. Uh, there were days I, I got out early, maybe about one o'clock in the afternoon, and so I figured, why not take the Elston Clybourne bus? So I waited for that. And believe me, when I took that bus route, it was long. <laughs> so it, it, it took me a long time. 
And sometimes I took it downtown, but not really. So I got off at uh, North Avenue and I just took the L and go downtown and just uh, took the my bus routes to go to Southside. So I did that. I did that a couple of times. Um, right now, Clybourne Avenue has been changed uh, over the years. Uh, in the 80s, it uh, opened a big shopping center called 1800 Clybourne, it got a very yuppified neighborhood. That's what happened. Uh, there were some old factories. They closed them down. I think Turtle Wax was there, I think. Probably. I don't know. Someone mentioned Silver Cup was there. I don't know. Probably. It could have been. And they, they, they made this mall. It opened in 1989, I think. And uh, that didn't last very long. So I'll talk about that mall about another episode. Um, it got some clothes, and uh, so there's a lot of stores in that. Um, it's called the Clyborg Corridor, and uh, but you need a car to drive, and they have parking gar- garages, and uh, still a nice area, very nice indeed. I had a friend who lived nearby a long time ago, and uh, he told me it changed everything. It wasn't like that when he was growing up, so and uh, I haven't been there in a long time, so. Like I said before, a lot of people want this bus route to return because, you know, Clybourne is a very um, busy area. Some people don't want to drive, but maybe they like to take the bus over there, and you could. But uh, I don't see that happening. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. That'll be all for today. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, excuse me, I had a cutoff because I was coughing. I made a promise. I'll stick to it. So uh, I talked about the Diver Dan TV show and also the Route 41 Elston Clybourne bus route. Excuse me. So uh, that was interesting to discuss with you. And uh, the next episode will probably be about Saturday or Sunday. We'll see. This weekend, of course. I think of something uh, interesting to talk about. And uh, I got, uh, one last thing before I sign off. I had a lot of feedback on last last episode on Vanishing Conlin Stories about the defunct rides at Marriott's Great America, Six Flags. And uh, it was it was amazing. You know, a lot of people remember the rides. Uh, there were some they didn't like at all. Some got injured, uh, particularly the Iron Wolf. Oh, <laughs> They got uh, injured like that. Or the shockwave or also the edge. Yeah, so the, those are gone. <laughs> and, but they, some people said they like Marriott's better than Six Flags. They like it back in the old days. But, you know, that's uh, everyone's opinion, their preference. And uh, Six Flags is still there in Gurney. Yeah, so if you're interested in riding or the roller coaster or any rides, help yourself. It's still there. Okay, this is because I'm your host for Vanish Island Stories, the podcast, and thank you again for joining me. I hope everyone have a good day. And here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye for now and bye-bye for me. So take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>